I'm Zach Fox. I'm Harry Eubank. And this is the Legend, Legend of, of the, the Rent, Rent Podcast. Podcast. Whoa, right. We've got the discussion bits out of the way. Now it really starts. We're on to the awards. Harry, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling settled in. Yeah? Yeah, like we've, we've had the discussions, the kind of debates topic points out of the way now we're, now it's just a celebration oh, we'll cruise on the way in that's that's a lovely way of putting it we'll cruise for the next <laughs> for the next five hours <laughs> amazing right well yeah so we're going on to the award section very excited about that um one thing that we should mention so we have 28 awards to give oh that's my God. excessive um and as last year, we have a point system. So basically, Harry and I have both made predictions for each other. Um, and the person will reveal their prediction for what they thought the other person's award would be after each award. And you basically just get a point for each one you get correct. No half marks for the artist and not the songs or whatever. Um, just a point for each correction. So, uh, yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Gosh, this is big. We really start off with like some of the best awards as well 100% got to give, give the fans what they want um right so without further ado let's begin harry would you like to do the honors of saying what is your disgusting filthy banging obviously you can give a couple runners up 100%. as well as here just mention a few and whatever yeah so uh, so sorry this is the award this is the award yeah. for disgusting filthy banger would you like to say anything about the award i think the award just reflects i guess a guttural feeling that the song is just sort of pummeling you and wants you to get up and just you know throw some shapes about yeah um or hit something or, or hit something yeah it's it's just yeah it's just it's just a feeling you know it, you know it when you when you hear it 100 percent. um i've got a few runners up uh off the grid kanye west huge track this year money talks Fredo and Dave, massive track, but I felt it was a bit of a, um, sort of a part two. What's that song? Can't remember. Uh, Funky Friday. Funky Friday part two. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I felt like they were sort of rehashing the same thing. So mm-hmm. a cynic would say that. Um, Flood the block, Benny the butcher. Ooh. That was a rogue sort of rogue one that Fair was way. in in the talk, uh, but I didn't feel like it was iconic enough. Really, yeah. what ended up being. My disgusting, filthy banger. Family ties. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. I switched it out last minute. Really? Oh. I mean, just it. It's it is violent. It is yeah. filthy. Yeah, it really is. It is grim. Um, but I love it. I just also I I think I just Kendrick's verse is just perfect for disgusting, filthy banger in yeah. the sense that it's like combative, just going at smoking on top five. <laughs> Stop oh, playing up that guy. That <laughs> is so good. Oh my god. Um and yeah, baby Keem. I I you know I've th- this whole podcast is going to be quite interesting about baby Keem. I feel like we're going to talk about him a little. It's lot. just going to. I feel like it's going to reflect my journey with him, and we'll talk about him later. So yeah. we don't need to go nice. down that. But family ties, family baby Keem, ties. and good answer. Really good answer. Okay, so. I'll do mine now. So um, I've got a couple of runners up as well. I've got Family Ties. Was that your prediction? No. Uh, off the Grid. Kanye West. Yeah, love it. Oh, that's um, good. Industry Baby. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. A uh, couple of Dave tracks. We've got Clash. Yeah. In the enough. Fire. And then also Money Talks as well. Yeah. Um, and I want to give a shout out to Body. Oh, that's my... Name. That's what I put. Tough. Um, but my disgusting, filthy banger is... Praise God. Kanye West. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. I just... This track, when it first came out, like, when we first heard the album, wasn't the one that I was, like, straight on. But, like, I feel like TikTok really helped me with this track because TikTok jumps on it and then they start using it. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, when it goes from the Dunder verse, even if you're not ready for the day, can it I always, always be night? Boom. Boom. Uh-huh. Sorry? I'm there like, that work. It's so, <laughs> it hits so hard, so hard. And then Travis, great verse. Yeah. Baby Keem, incredible verse that Harry hates. Um, but we'll move past that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't think it's his best verse, personally. Yeah. We'll, we might chat about it again later. <laughs> but I, I also love the track. Yeah. And yeah. Praise God is my disgusting banger. It's it's so hard. Crikey! Oh, that's so shame. Oh, such a shame. I was I was honestly mm. so sure it was going to be body. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, fair. That is a that's a banger. Praise God. That's uh, that's tasteful mm. for disgusting filthy it banger. Is, I almost know. think sometimes it's got to. That's like, a, yeah. It's that's not, not, like that's too... not disgusting enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it's fi- yeah. All right. Well, on to catch his song. I'll go first on this one. I think this will be appropriate. Yeah. Um, so catchiest song I've got so yeah second award catchiest song Um, couple runners up I've got these are pretty criminal actually yeah Um, I've got Good For You Olivia Rodrigo okay I've got Stay the Kid Leroy Justin Bieber what that was my prediction that was your prediction close I've got the Weller Man remix because that was catchy. So. How is that anywhere near and near anything other than Gil's budget? Uh, yeah, I know. That's it was pretty catchy. Gil. It was pretty catchy. <laughs> but the winner is Tion Wayne and Russ Millions' "Body" remix. Really? Yeah, hundred wow, percent. Just I just the number of times I found myself singing the Ardy verse to myself. You seen the state of her body? Yeah. And then also just bits saying like. English girl named Fiona, African girl Adiola, body Yorije. I just feel like I say that I said that so much this year that like yeah. disgusting filthy bang was really hotly contested and catch his song. There was a time where I wasn't 100 percent sure, like there wasn't an obvious answer. So I thought like this is perfect. I sing it all the time. Yeah. It is catchy as hell, so catchy. So yeah, deserved winner in my opinion. I love that. I love that. On to you. Perfect. Um, I was pretty sure it was just going to be good for you by Olivia Rodrigo for ages I, I was just kind of like almost locked it in and was like oh cool Went, don't need to think about that mm-hmm. um, and then this song just came out absolutely nowhere it is Rom-Com 2021 Sokka Mummy and Kira Kira Benito I mean if any I think if any artist is sort of like sort of gonna have catchy a song in the bag it's gonna be a Kira Kira Benito song mm-hmm. um Soccer Mummy is a bit of a, a bit of a rogue song for Soccer Mummy. She's kind of a bit more of a, a bit more of an indie folk rock artist, but mm-hmm. she just hops on this track, um, and KKB just kill the production. Um, but yeah, insanely catchy. That's and also, so I remember um, shout out Adam because 
he just came in like one day and he was like god that rom-com 2021 track is just so catchy <laughs> this is an absolute banger um and yeah it's just like you know i feel like you know you know exactly what you've got yourself into within the first like four chords mm. um but yeah huge song nice i put adele easy on me as, really as your answer fair play i thought that would have been a good shout what just because i already knew all of all the lyrics by <laughs> i don't know i just feel like yeah bang it out but anyway it is a great track i do um, really like that track fair enough Sock them on next the award yeah. next award guiltiest pleasure i'll go first because i'm harry is convinced that he's got the guiltiest pleasure <laughs> of all guilty pleasures so we'll save that um yeah my guiltiest pleasure a uh, few runners up Weller Man Remix um Miss the Rage by Trippy Red and Playboy Carty okay. not really my kind of track bit guilty about it but it's a banger mm-hmm. Way Too Sexy by Drake and Future um yeah Tion Wayne and RD with it that one is a bit of a guilty pleasure I really like yeah. that track and the last runner up Over the Top by Smiley and Drake do you know that track Ooh. that's the one that goes Smiley is a like a up and coming Toronto rapper okay who and the song went a bit viral because Smiley is ridiculous and Drake actually does quite well <laughs> Smiley goes like Prada and Gucci don't go together Louis and Dear swagger better she went on dr- no better." and he's like that's exactly how he sounds and then Drake just comes in and like does like actual bars it's hilarious that's um, right because I was very close to putting that as my number one but I actually changed my mind last minute about what was going to be the actual answer for this so my guilty pleasure of the year is um jesse nelson boys oh that's such a good shout <laughs> and it's you. guilty for for a few reasons uh mainly because of the controversy surrounding the black fishing and i shouldn't like it as much as i do um i mean the sample also... i mean i remember when you were showing me the mm. song like the sample and how it builds it is quite it's not horrifically done but it's just the fact that she's the headline act on it i guess yeah it's just part. she's just the whole music video and stuff she's yeah. very much we don't need to go into the whole black fishing thing but like it's pretty uh incriminating i'd say and it's a it's tough to watch but i hate to say that i actually really like the track <laughs> yeah. um and i hope no one from either emi records or polydor records is listening because <laughs> <laughs> that would suck oh um, god i tell you what i was so sure it was going to be stay justin bieber could not guilty I thought about it yeah. but I'm not guilty about it I put it, I put it down as both catchiest and guilty yeah. just in case yeah but it's not it's not guilty I, lo- not... I love that song and I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. proud of it oh wow okay so yes Harry on to you because I need to know what this yeah. is yeah I mean I've got one runner up Girls on Girls Drake oh of course it's yeah it's just horrific track it <laughs> <laughs> goes without saying whoa um <laughs> anyway <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I, I, I li- came across this song when I was on holiday oh, God. and surfing um, and uh, I just thought it was just <laughs> the most criminal, like, sort of saccharine pop song um, that honestly just deserves absolutely no respect. And so for... for I guess some context essentially the past couple of years we've had this guilty pleasure and Zach has essentially snaked me 
by basically picking a fairly bog standard song that's not really that embarrassing. Well, that's why whereas I changed I've it just this been absolutely snaked. <laughs> whereas I just completely embarrassed myself. Well, I tried to go a bit more embarrassing this yeah. time. I didn't want to just put another Drake song. As exactly. My this year. Um, whereas I always just go full <laughs> on. Um, but you've outdone yourself. And this year, have you? honestly, outdone myself. <laughs> I, I get. I get. <laughs> I get the point, the, the sense now that actually I don't really care. I'm just there picking like what's <laughs> categorically the most embarrassing song. But uh, I've, it's uh, Holiday, KSI. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How good is that? <laughs> Do you like that song? I mean, not really. But <laughs> oh it is quite. It is the funny. The main thing was, is I did actually listen to it like a couple of times, and I was like, I've listened to it like a few too many times for it to be sort of like socially acceptable. So it's like I'm a bit like, oh, fair play. It probably is a bit of a guilty pleasure. But also, I'm pretty sure you. Yeah, it's because I put it on our collab playlist. And to like see like, your reaction what you do <laughs> and you instantly bit i think it's like the only time you've ever reacted to a, a song within like sort of 10 minutes of being put on a collab playlist i was like wow um oh that's funny but special good answer yeah thanks i'll give you that i was really intrigued what you're gonna pick but you, you yeah didn't, yeah you didn't disappoint there fair play, fair play, fair play. um lockdown okay. anthem should Lock i take this down anthem you go for it so, uh, yeah, probably a, another uh, could be misconstrued. <laughs> Zach, <laughs> this, is a, this is a tough stretch for really, this part. Um, but anyway, uh, to be honest, there's only one answer for that, but that it for me. But it's uh, the Friday remix by Rebecca Black featuring Dorian Electra and 303 with production by Dylan Brady. Um, which, me. If, if you listen to our sort of uh, 2021 a discussion podcast mm-hmm. sort of circles back a bit to, to that discussion but is part of kind of Rebecca Black's reinvention as an artist and sort of adoption into the hyper pop scene um, but I mean it's an anthem for sure and uh, listen to it on the Fridays of lockdown in the house and it was quite good fun um, but that's about mm-hmm. it Interesting that you should say the Fridays of Lockdown because I also listen to my song on the Fridays of Lockdown. Really? Oh, fair. Um, first of all, that is my first correct guess of the really? thing. So we're off to a, we're off to a winning start. That's tough. For um, me. Yeah, I guess that one. Um, so my lockdown anthem. You know, there are a couple real songs in there, but my real but my actual answer probably not a, as much a real song. You'll see what I mean. Um, so my lockdown anthems runners up include. The Weller Man remix again. Um, Cranky, this is coming up quite a lot. <laughs> uh, Driver's License, Olivia Rodrigo. Really? Yeah. I was unsure whether I could include that. When did that come out? In January. You're joking. Yeah, like early doors. Crikey, that was a really long album rollout. Yeah. <laughs> um, Money Talks, also in the conversation. And also a lovely Celeste song, because I really liked that Celeste album in lockdown three, called Tell Me Something I Don't Know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's also a runner. But... The winner, categorically. <laughs> so the reason I say um, on the Fridays of lockdown because <clears throat> uh, during lockdown on Fridays, uh, an episode of a TV show called Wonder Vision used to come out 
every Friday and there was like a, a theme song uh, from WandaVision and I was so excited to watch WandaVision every week that um, I would just play this around the house all day until I could watch the episode at lunchtime um, and yeah it's a song called WandaVision and it goes WandaVision, 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 WandaVision and it's literally like just a little TV jingle and it was my absolute lockdown anthem and nothing else came close. Why did we come out with absolute trash? Sorry, this is a lockdown anthem. Just lockdown was a just tough time, Just after we've Harry. done Guilty Pleasures, we're like, oh, these are embarrassing. But these are just serious tracks. <laughs> yeah. Lockdown so was a rogue. tough time. Yeah, yeah. That, it was tough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, it wasn't really myself. Also, music was in such a weird place then as well. Like, yeah. I feel like that's a really fair res- reflection. Yeah. Of my thing. Yeah, I mean, so. I, it definitely got weird with the Weller Man remake. <laughs> I, can't, I forgot that, that. I can't believe that was this year. Yeah, I know. That's mental. I kind of associate weirdly this year with the new house I've been in. Mm. But actually, obviously, I only oh, moved in like March. Yeah. So. What do you mean? You moved in June? Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> the end of our contract was March, but then we oh, stayed okay, there for yeah, a couple yeah. more months. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> Um, okay, moving on to Song of the Summer. I'll take this one first. Um, so the summer for me, I'll give a run-up, I'll give a bit of a spiel for my run-up. The, the summer for me was really dominated by one thing, uh, which was the Euros. Um, unfortunately, I, I didn't have the stomach to give this my actual award. Um, but my runner-up is Southgate, You're the One by Atomic Kitten. Yeah. Because... That was a good song. I like that. It came out this year, but it didn't win. Uh, my actual winner is a proper track that I wanted to talk about a bit on the podcast, and I thought this was a good opportunity. It came out in the summer, and when it came out, I was a bit disappointed. I was there like, oh, it's a shame. Like, I really, It really didn't hit as hard as I wanted it to. Um, but as the summer went on, and more festivals happened, and it got played at festivals, and I saw it, I was there like, okay, wow, Like, I think this has the potential to be a bit of a UK anthem. Um and I think that culminated in some of the festivals in September, so like by the end of the summer, and it was getting played, and I was there like, wow, okay, this is big. I really liked it. Um, and that song is Clash by Dave featuring Stormzy. I really think that track grew on me, and by the end it actually represented quite a lot of my summer. So 100%. So yeah. Yeah, Clash. and sounded so much better in the album as oh, well. Oh my gosh, so much better, um, yeah. Yeah, because I, yeah, I remember we were a bit... Disappointed at first. Especially when it's called Clash. I was expecting the hottest track of 2021. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. But it's actually, yeah, a bit of a summer drill bot mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Definitely. Yeah. Like, I And it. I just remember like, yeah, I was around like, all I was hearing was Jordan 4s or Jordan 1s. I was there like, okay, yeah. It's a bit of a, it's a it, bit, it's a, catchy, it's a good look. Yeah. yeah. It's a we good just track. got, we got a bit, it was a bit of a catfish with the, with the title, I think. Yeah. Me too. I like that. Um, yeah. So that's my song of the summer. Dave. Clash. What did you get? I, d- I didn't get that. Uh, some of the summer. Oh, I put. Yeah, that maybe was a bit rash. Show you off. Brent Fiers. Oh. What? That song track didn't come up. That came out last year. Did it? No, oh, that's a rogue take from me. Yeah, fair. Tough. Fair play. Anyway, ignore that. It's also Fiers. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, fair. Um. <laughs> Where were we? So, Song, Song of the Summer. Uh, I've got a few runners up. Okay. Are you with that, Vince Staples? Nice. What's your name? Tyler, the creator. Tough. That was my guess. By Jaden. 
Oh, nice. Which is a low-key track. I don't think anyone else was really listening to it. It's a single. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I really liked it. And a very, like, summery track. Mm. Um, but my song of the summer is Paranoia. Finn Askey. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Why? So... <laughs> so that sounds a bit beefy. Yeah, yeah. I kind of... I mean, I just thought it was, a, it's just a summer vibes. And also it just, it, there's just a lot of strong memories of the flat. Yeah. We all enjoyed it as a flat in yeah. the house. Um, and also weirdly kind of given it, for me, it's like so closely tied to like baby queen Yeah. and almost like, well, I wonder why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, like it, it does feel like almost like the next step mm. from like going from baby queen to Finn Askew and Baby Queen was a bit of a song in the summer last year. Yeah. So it's kind of like feels like it's a continuation on the same thread. Right. Um, and just, yeah, really catchy song. Like, I feel like the, the other three were better songs, quote yeah. unquote, but they weren't like a kind of like fun. I feel like, of the year. I feel like we as a friendship group have given way too much time to Finn Askew and Baby Queen just because of, you know, my input on them. Oh, 100%. And 100%. they're not actually that important artists in the UK scene. Mm. Well, yes. Absolutely not. Good luck, Finn. Um, if you're listening. But, yeah. Also, I just was like, I did listen to that track quite a lot. Yeah, no. It's a good um, track. I really like it. But, yeah. And his vocal delivery is quite weird. It was quite catchy and quite mm. grabs your attention. I like Finn's vocals. Um, but, yeah. Right. Should I feel like now... Yeah. We actually get... it. The, now we get into the the, the proper serious yeah, ones. Yeah, I, I think I felt like those were like, oh, what's the summer bar? Yeah, yeah. Anthem. Now we sort of get cracking get with with a bit more deep stuff. Let's get into it. Um, also, I feel like throughout the entire podcast, for for however long we do it, like we always say that we're like, okay, now we're starting. Okay, <laughs> now we're starting. Now we're cooking. We'll be like on the top one album. Like, okay, now we're cooking. <laughs> it's true. It just gets better and better. That's the thing. So moving on to most emotional song slash song that makes you want to cry. Um, I'll go first. Um, I've got a few runners up. All amazing songs. Um, so I really liked my award for last year because I gave it to her for I Can't Breathe, which was just very tasteful of me, um, if I do say so myself. Um, but this year there have been a, a lot of songs that have like legit just been sad in their own right without connecting to a wider movement or anything like that. And so a few runners up I have are Olivia Rodrigo, Favourite Crime, Dave, Heart Attack, Kanye, Kanye did some poof. Kanye, Lord I Need You was a runner up. And then a couple of Dell ones as well. I had To Be Loved and My Little Love. Both very emotional tracks off the recent album for Adele. But amongst all that, my winner for most emotional track is It Was Always Gonna Be Come to Life by Kanye West. Up at Moon. I like it. Come to Life is special. Come to Life is so emotional. It is really special. So yeah, that's I love that my most emotional track. Yeah. I really love that song. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, really great. Cool. Oh, that is that is lovely. I couldn't agree more. There's been loads of tracks this year that are just like unbelievable ballads and emotional songs. 100%. Um, favourite Crime is a disgrace. Favourite Crime is incredible. Yeah. yeah, all the ones you mentioned, great. Love that. Nice. Um, 
One to you. One to me. Likewise, jam-packed. I think this was potentially the most hotly contested. Mm, and I'm not going to lie. Um, my The one that I ended up choosing <clears throat> came quite late in the year as well. Interesting. Relatively. In yeah. relative terms. But a couple of runners-up. Uh, male fantasy, Billie Eilish. How did we get... How did you, How did you get here, little Sims? How did you get... Bit of a spelling mistake there. Um, not all those who wander are lost. Lana Del Rey wow. came out really early in the year, yeah, and just I, I, although I didn't love the album, there was mm. there are a couple of tracks like like that and like White Dress that oh, yeah. honestly just were stunning, stunning tracks. To be loved, Adele came in really late, and honestly, I thought that I as soon as that came out, I was like, that's the one, that's an absolute like the perfect track for it, um, and then. The winner, um, I think you're going to be surprised by this, Unlearn You, Joy Crooks. Wow. Yeah. That, Where did that come from? That song, honestly, it's one of the most like beautiful songs I've heard this year. Um, and her portrayal of, well, what the song's about, about sexual assault, sexual abuse... Um, overcoming that um, the scars that it leaves you with um, the permanent scars that it leaves you with um, just honestly I think when I when I sort of finally like you know obviously you listen to the album and then you're sort of like you're not fully always concentrating but then when you sort of, sort of fully concentrate on exactly what she's saying it just uh, yeah the combination of like the beautiful pianos her singing and the content just like yeah it's a proper song that makes you want to cry nice um yeah honestly incredible it. song nice i had to be loved as my guess for you really yeah yeah fair play, which, fair which play, it fair was play. it was for it was for a month or so nice um, but yeah all right good answers um on to the most irritating slash disliked slash hated slash despised song of the year. Um, I don't have any runners up. Really? I'm just going to go for it. Okay. Bad habits. Hello. <laughs> Hello. It was always going to be bad habits. Um, and I'm going to put an asterisk and say, including the drill remix with central c and tm wayne on it as perfect because well. that's the version i put for you oh really and that's the pers- the version i put for myself <laughs> as well it's i it's right, the worst thing talk about it yeah so, so i'm glad we're in agreement because last year we were meant to be in agreement or you thought i was going to be in agreement with yeah you. but you put it as your guilty pleasure <laughs> <laughs> you dickhead the old switcheroo <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if I put bad habits? <laughs> I would have walked out of my house. Um, yeah, bad habits. Right, so Ed Sheeran, right? Ed Sheeran, he just is... He just... I've talked about this a lot recently, but he is the most calculated man I've ever experienced, and an artist should never be that kind of calculated and aware of their own positioning within the wider world and the wider music industry. And I really hate it. And Bad Habits just epitomises that. And that TikTok that I posted on my Instagram story the other day, 
It's genius. <laughs> genius. Ed Sheeran, like, working hard to cook up the worst song you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, it's just dreadful. Like, the thing is, right, last album, Shape of You, that kind of stuff. I didn't love it. Yeah, I didn't think it was that detestable. I didn't love it because it's not my music taste, yeah. but I I appreciated it for being a great pop song, a really, really great pop song, and it's one of the most streamed songs of all time and uh, will continue to... Like, it's a forever song. That song's never yeah. going anywhere. Fair You've got to respect that. You've got to respect that. Same with a lot of the, the, the songs on that album, like um, Perfect as well, Great Ballad, like um, Thinking Out Loud. Mm. Ed Sheeran's written some amazing songs. I can't, I can't deny it. Um, but Bad Habits is so bad. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so, like, it's so just stodged. Like, the whole sort of four on the floor beat is horrific. Like, just, at least there was some sort of, like, some level of syncopation or something you want to groove to with Shape of You. Uh-huh. But there's absolutely nothing that wants me, makes me want to get up. It sounds like Euro trash. And yeah. you know what the worst part is? Like, I really like Fred again. Fred Gibson. Yeah. Who produced it. Did he? Yeah, he I produces all of Ed Sheeran stuff, but not under the name Fred again, just under Fred or yeah. Fred Gibson or whatever. Like, he does a few different things. That's mental. But I he mean, produced but that, that. that makes more sense as why it's a sort of more of a... Trying for more of a dance floor, four on the floor beat. It's so, like I know, but but it just doesn't work at all with what he's trying to do. Like in, in the sense that you know we've lost dancing. Yeah, four on the floor, banger. banger. Yeah, that's a great song. But it's that's like a dance a, it's like song. a yeah, it's a dance club yeah. song, not quite club, but like yeah, a yeah. dance house inspired song. And then, but it just doesn't work with Ed Sheeran. And then to talk about the other half of it. Which is then, like, to think that this is such a cultural moment that you want to, you know, to, yeah, to have the kind of, I don't even know what's going through your head to think, like, oh, yeah, this is a, this is a moment, this is a statement that I want to make by getting two of the, the hottest, you know, UK drill rappers on my label to do a, a drill remix. For what? Why? who asked for that like what like why i honestly do not know what they were thinking when they like commissioned that or like who had the idea or whatever like what is like i don't get it the drill re- remix is an on- is honestly a disgrace like i don't get what surely he's aware of like the whole kind of concept of you know culture vulture and that aspect of things I just don't get how, in any way, shape, or form, he thought he could get away with that. Well, it's I think. Show, well, I think with Ed Sheeran, it's like he. Um, He's always tried to. Well, I mean, yeah, but he kind of did come out of that a little bit, like the old SBTV things, and with example, and then going in and like he did those early tapes with like Jamie mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and like so he has always had the kind of like respect from it, but like, oh, it's different now. It's really different now, and. Like, oh, it just, oh, it just feels a bit gross to me. It yeah. just feels a bit gross. I hate it so much. At, at the and end it's of the not day, even good. If it was good, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, you've created a banger using your own song as the sample. I guess that's kind of like good A&R. But like, it's terrible. <laughs> that's the thing. I think we're only complaining about it because it's a bad song. Yeah. Or, we, yeah, we think it's a bad song. Bad song. But like, if it was, yeah, 
I think you know that that that's at the end of the day what it boils down to. Also, really. have you seen the music video? What for the remix? No, just for oh no for the song. Oh yeah, it's really weird, isn't it? It's, I couldn't really watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was kind of it uncomfortable creeps me to watch. Out, like yeah, yeah, just everything about that song just like doesn't sit right to me. Yeah, so, yeah that is there's there's no question that's my most disliked track of the year. That's great. Did you get that for me as well? Yeah, big time. Perfect. It's huge. Did you guess that for me? Yeah, yeah. Sweet. And I, I guess the remix. Nice, well. good work. Um, um, right, so moving on. Sorry, we went into there a little bit. That's quite. <laughs> oh, I like these ones. Sorry got... to the Ed Sheeran fans out there. <laughs> we've or got a good run of yeah. Um, we've got a good run of like five or six awards mm. now. Let's bang through them. Okay, yeah. so on to number eight, verse of the year. Poor. Do you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. I've got a couple. Okay. Um, heart attack, Dave. Yeah. It's just a verse. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Life of the Party. Big time. Andre 3000. 100%. Um, jail. Jay-Z. I knew you. I knew, yeah. It's a great bar. And, uh, but verse of the year goes to get from in the fire. Wow! Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Really, I felt like we'd had the convo, which is why, which is why I was surprised. No, because I'm pretty sure this is going to be yours, but we'll wait for it. Um, but it is just an incredible verse, and obviously, it's it's aided by uh, the sort of beats well the beat breakdown the beat switch yeah, yeah, at yeah. that point in the track um but it is just absolutely killer and ruthless and i feel like especially within the wider context of it being a track where dave brings together all these artists and essentially it is a bit of a celebration of the uk rap scene it's the avengers yeah it is it, yeah you're right i never thought of that that makes me dislike the song <laughs> <laughs> no um but yeah it is it is the avengers assemble of like uk rap um and he just honestly head and shoulders above the rest and i'm not that's not that the other verses are great They're great but honestly um that verse makes me want to like curl up into a ball and just like disintegrate <laughs> it is that good yeah, i couldn't agree more uh, honestly uh yeah um but that's it from me that's okay. the uh gets in the fire um nice well um i guessed wrong really <laughs> i guessed jesus lord yeah it was pretty close um kanye's verse on jesus can't lord. yeah 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 and and I, I, I do like that i do really like his verse on jesus lord um um, fair play. Yeah. Um, I've got some runners up, some of the same ones as you. Mm-hmm. Dave, Heart Attack, yeah. Andre, Life of the Party. A few ones, a few other ones I want to shout out that I really liked. Um, I want to talk about Lil Baby for a second. I think Lil Baby is a really, really, really exciting artist for 2022. Um, he had a big song in 2020 with The Bigger Picture about the whole BLM stuff and he's had some big songs, but this year he featured on a, on a couple of absolutely colossal tracks off Drake's little three tracker he put out in March called um, Scary Hours 2 um, there was a track called Wants and Needs and I don't know what Lil Baby was on that day but like I want some because he yeah. went absolutely crazy on that record um, so I just wanted to mention that and also 
his the transition from J. Cole into him on Pride is the Devil is amazing and he bodied that verse as well. Just a couple of examples of him yeah. killing his verses this year and I think he's hopefully will have an amazing album next year and get some proper little baby like hits himself. Am I being an idiot? Is he on Girls Want Girls? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he's great on Girls Want yeah. Girls. Yeah. He's great. He's re- he's a really really and he's also on um and he manages to avoid he's also on line. hurricane he's on hurricane as well yes he's yeah, been on he all is. the big albums this year which is really he's the only his here's energy a fun is fact, unbelievable here's a fun fact he's the only rapper to be on the off season Donda and Certified Lover Boy yeah all everyone rates him he's 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 amazing yeah I think. So, yeah, yeah it's because of it's because of the Sadat, as you said, the like the energy he brings and the oh my God. he just pick, he just picks it up, especially when you're next to Drake, who's like oh at, categorically asleep. <laughs> <laughs> like is is but unknown there. Just for him to like go off the back of J. Cole and just like destroy it and J and like I've seen loads of videos of J. Cole like trying to rap along to his thing on his live tour and like do the little baby transition and stuff and J. Cole can't keep up. Lil Baby's like his verse is amazing. That's insane. So, yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to talk about that for a sec. Other ones include um, Couple Kanye, Jesus Lord, Come to Life, Amazing Verses, J. Cole on 95 South, great verse. Lil Wayne on Hot Wind Blows, great verse. Um, but my winner is Get Some in the Fire. Yes. Banger. Yes. It's just, yeah, it just is. Just It is. We listened to it just before the pod, we started recording and oh, it's just phenomenal. It's incredible. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd urge anyone listening to go check out that verse. I'm glad, yeah. So we don't, yeah, you talked about good. it, so we don't need to talk about it much more. But there you go, good stuff. Right on to best bar. I'm excited for this one. You go first. Yeah, I had quite a few, and then I, I'm not gonna because a lot of them were like uh, I don't know. I felt like there was there was a bar on the Genesis Owusu album that's like really moving, okay, and a bunch of other like bars that are kind of sort of more emotional particularly on the Dave album for example uh-huh. and I, I sort of was like oh, actually I don't think that's necessarily what this is about even though just from my perspective not necessarily for any other reason but so I, I whittled it down to a runner up and a, and a winner Go for it. and they're just a bit more hard hitting and a bit more jokes but Jay-Z on Jail where he yeah. says uh, Donda I'm with your baby when I touch back road told him stop wearing that uh, stop all that red cap we going home yeah I just think it's a great one. Especially, you know, Kanye brings on Donda. Kanye brought so many new and upcoming artists uh-huh. who aren't going to kind of hold Kanye accountable for what he's, you know, the kind of shithousery that he's been doing. Mm-hmm. And that's why you need people like Andre Three Thousand, and you need Jay Z, people who are peers slash his elders to kind of be on that album and kind of not put him not put him down at all but just to kind of be a superior to him you know, on a certain level um and i just thought it was it was just the perfect line it was like everything that i wanted jay-z to bring um on his verse and i just thought it was i thought it was absolutely epic and Amazing. for kanye also to put that as the opening track as well yeah. And the opening verse, just genius. Um, but best bar goes to Dave uh, for uh, I go Heathrow more than you mango petrol station. 
it's just the best line of the year like it just categorically is like it is so funny and he, it goes so hard just that the way oh, I feel like the way he transitions into it that the so verse good. the verse the, the way that verse starts because it comes out of the hook and it goes just he goes straight and then just like fuck them man I don't respect them pagans yeah crucially freshly shaven Man's got expectations. Ah, oh. oh, it's so good. Yeah. And then he goes straight. Is it baby a goal? He throw more than your mango petrol station. Oh, and then the incredible. beat comes in there as well. It's just like, oh, it's, it's brilliant. It's really I do good. feel, I, I, and you felt bad for Fredo as well because that album came out and it was, everyone was, everyone basically just said, uh, oh, it's such a shame that Fredo's come out with the whole, this one album and everyone's just talking about this one line from Dave. Yeah. Or like, just Dave's hardest, contribution. Yeah. Dave did the hook as well on that song. Yeah. Which is like so good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, great, great choice. That did is you also get that? Did what you I get guessed. That? So I'm happy. Um, that is also my runner up. That is my runner up. Really? Uh, oh, that's such a shame. Did you put that as mine? Um, I thought that was going to be mine as well. Yeah. And then uh, Ardy came along. Oh, D. With the body remix. Oh, said, I completely. Why didn't I think of that? Have you seen the state of my body? If I be, I wear a Johnny, and I thought that was gonna be it. Yeah. Oh, that's not it. And that's a runner-up. Oh my and god. And then Tion Wayne came along with categorically one of the funniest bars I've ever heard on his song "With It" with RD, where he says, <laughs> <laughs> where he says, "I've got blonde girls coming to my show." Even though their dad is a racist. Yes, I remember. I remember. Even though the dad is a racist. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, it's just incredible. And when he said that, I literally burst out laughing. I couldn't believe it. That's that, like, the first, the first, like, minute and a half of that song is just full of absolutely hilarious quotes for both of them. Like, Tion opens the whole song with good gracious bumper looking persuasive <laughs> he's just just so good oh, wait, how does Tion Wayne is like my guilty pleasure artist if there was one um, but yeah so that is he my, shouldn't be guilty yeah. pleasure he's jokes he's jokes oh. um, yeah so uh, yeah bar of the year goes to Tion Wayne and Widdit when he said I've got blonde girls coming to my show even though their dad is a racist <laughs> love that love that great stuff right on to Number 10, which is Best Song Production. Good stuff. This is exciting. I've got so many for this one. Really? I try to keep it quite light yeah. because I think it gives away too too much of my like top 10. Okay. Um, so, let's go now. Harry, Over would you to like to... Yeah, I can crack on. Go on. I'll just rattle through my, uh, my runners-up. Yeah. Hazard Duty Pay, JP Mafia. Yep. Helen, Oliver Malcolm. Ooh. Just for me, Pink Panther S. No. From the back of a cab, Rustam. No. Both sides of a smile, James Blake. Tasteful. Dave Dave song, but James Blake production. Tasteful. Fucking up my life, George Clanton. No. But um this the winner, um I sent you the song, but I have a feeling you didn't see it. Because I felt like if you'd have listened to it, you would have been like, "What the what the heck is this?" Right? Because it's mental. Um, but it's Fifty Fifty by Jockstrap. This I, like I did see you sent me that. It's rogue, but also mental. Just like 
goes it starts in a direction then takes like a u-turn mm. and but then suddenly comes swings back around and uses the same motif that it did at the beginning oh, cool. and it, all in the all in the space of like four minutes and it's supposedly this uh producer duo that have kind of been working for quite a while have got an ep um and a few singles but over the past like four years but haven't released an album um but they seem super interesting uh apparently they both went to like Guildhall school of music and drama um so it's kind of interesting who's the artist again jockstrap but they come from a sort of more academic background but are coming out with these sort of absolutely mental electronic sample production songs um and i haven't really listened to their older stuff but apparently from what i've read they're sort of have gone on quite a weird journey already and every new release even if it's just a single or an ep sounds completely different Mm. so it's an artist that i'm really excited about for next year especially if it's anything like this song because it it, is honestly just absolutely mental um but yeah that's my best song production that's a really good answer i rate that um mine's a bit more boring um i've got runners up up at come to life on a runners up i really really love the production on that just feels so like euphoric. Um, mm-hmm. I put Family Ties on there. I love that because of the I beat totally switches. So much uh, off of melodic blue could be yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. And then final runner up, I put Champagne Poetry, which I probably would have actually had as my winner for this, but mm. um, because it was just a straight rip of the Masego beat and the way that Masego flipped the sample, I don't mm-hmm. feel like that would have been very good of me to just like credit it to drake and like oh yeah it was all his production because it was masego's production he just stripped out the drums but um i really love that track as well but my best song production winner is tyler the creator hot wind blows oh um which i just think is a phenomenal track great track just the beat is just ridiculous like i can't get over like it's one of those tracks that like feels unsampleable but somehow they managed to create like pulse out of it yeah and like just the flutes are going crazy and like ah we're talking about the album like the flutes on that album in particular and just like the rhythms that the beat have that like cross over with the rhythms of the flows of the two rappers um tyler and lil wayne like um yeah that track is I think the production of that track is phenomenal. Yeah, so yeah best I production. love that. I love that. Nice, awesome, good stuff. So, right, moving on to award number eleven, we have best collaboration. Um. Uh, yeah, Harry, do you want to go first? Yeah, I've got a few. Um, the collaboration between Billie Eilish and Rosalia from Lovas. Uh, how has that Olvida. made the, How have you? How has that made the? Do you like it that much? I love that track. Really? I was really annoyed that it wasn't on the album. I also just yeah. think it's a unique collaboration that yeah. I really like. I mean, obviously... They, they do sound great on it together. They Billy, sound, Billy performs also. Yeah. They sound really similar. Yeah, yeah, Like, as in, like, they, they work together really well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not, not my top for a reason. But mm-hmm. I wanted to shout it out because I thought 100%, it was... 100%, 100%. came out of nowhere. Nice. Uh, Chosen Family, Rena and yes. Elton John... <laughs> Got to shout that out. Yeah, Again, fair, came fair. out of absolutely nowhere. Fair, fair. Did I appreciate the song? Mm, not that much. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, and then, again, got a shout out, James Blake and Dave, for yeah. both sides of a smile. Fair. Really lovely. But uh, best collaboration goes to Pastor Lou and Slow Tie for Gliding. Right. 
Do you not like that? No, no, no. Okay. I mean, I, res- I, I respect it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a great track. It's a great track. Um, I really like that track. I'm just kind of... Disappointed that it didn't go for... Well, that's been just fine. Um, what did you put down? Well, no. Okay, so are we, are we moving on to mine? You ready? Uh, okay, yeah. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, oh, what did I put for you? Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Um, that's a good track, though. Yeah. Um, who's the other one? Pass and... Slow Tie. That's the thing, is like I don't even associate that track with Slow Tie. I just kind of associate it completely with Pass Loose. So yeah, I was yeah, kind of forgetting yeah. it's even a collaboration. Yeah, I, I mean... I guess considering I've now seen it live and he did it at the Mobos on his own. Maybe uh, that's why I'm not associating maybe. it as much as like a collab. But it's a really good song. And I think Slow Tide does a really good job on it. That's mm. the thing. I think they actually work really well on it. I mean, I do think Pastor Lou outperforms Slow Tide. Yeah. It feels, does feel like more like Slow Tide. A Pastor Lou. Sorry. Sorry, a Pastor Lou song. Feels like more yeah, like yeah, a Pastor yeah. Lou song. But, um, Fair yeah. play. No, good answer. I rate cool. that. Um, right, so my best collaboration, I've got one runner up. Yep. And that's um, Keem and Kendrick. The two tracks that they did together. Uh, both kind of in a, in a similar vein they just bounce off each other so well I like it um, and you can't really deny it mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're amazing together yeah. um, it's the family connection the family tie if you yeah. will genius <laughs> but obviously um, my winner for this award is just the bloody boys Bruno and Andy for every song <laughs> <laughs> like obviously like that was going to be it's a good thing I've got that as my one for you obviously uh, really? it's a bit of an easy win well I thought uh, you would have put that too so really? I'm disappointed you did but it's fair. okay it's okay um, I guess to be fair I was thinking yeah it's a good point I could have put that I also could have put well, we, Family Ties that, so. I could have put lots no, of other okay. things it's fine. Um, it's fine yeah um, yeah so obviously Silk Sonic um, is my best collaboration so moving on to number 12 best feature oh, oh sorry I just knocked my microphone nice. um, best feature I'll go first on this one um, I've got one runner up and then a winner nice um, both from the same album nice my runner up is The Weeknd on the track Hurricane lovely I think his vocal performance is just brilliant just like the track just starts so slow and his voice just like yeah. is the only thing in there yeah is in 3D <clears throat> and then the 80 oh, degrees it's just a 80 degrees oh it's just Genius. gorgeous yeah so that is a really really good feature um, but this was always going to win at the moment even before it came out when it was like leaked on SoundCloud and stuff yeah. and I was bumping it um, uh, Don Tolliver on Moon it's just one of the most ridiculous um, yeah vocal performances ever like I can't believe how beautiful it sounds. Also from Don Tolliver, who I didn't really like think was that good before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I heard this and I was like, oh wow, like this is incredible. <laughs> like this is actually amazing. Um mm. I think he carries that track so much and obviously Cuddy does great, Cuddy does great, but Don Tolliver is like the heart and soul of that track for me. Yeah. Um yeah, so I love that so much. So yeah, that's... yeah, and I also got that obviously. But that I think your... that it was a bit of an obvious. As oh, in, like, sorry, you guessed my, it. For me. I guessed it for you. Um, yeah, because I also put for my runner-up. these, man. I put Don Tolliver for my runner-up. Okay. Um, amazing performance. Um, yeah. But I actually, I think this is quite rogue. But it just, I just feel like it's absolutely genius. I've the guessed. choice of feature. I don't think you've got it. I mean, I've, I've guessed something that. I've... I'm feeling good about but it's Lil Wayne on Hot Wind Blows oh man like it's just amazing yeah fair performance and a very really like 
unique choice of artist to put on that song. 100%. The beat doesn't it's sound just, like a Lil Wayne beat or anything like that. That's the thing. Yeah. But he kills it. He kills it. It's oh my such gosh. a good performance. And it's such... I mean, yeah, you're right. It, I should have probably mentioned it for best production in the runner-up because it's a just unbelievable production as well. Yeah. But, yeah, I think... Um, Fair play. That's that's what... No, what, did you, what did you... Um, I guessed um, KKB on Romcom 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It could have been. That's the thing with all these awards. It's like, it's quite tight with a lot of these. It's just how you feel like yeah, a couple of weeks before. Yeah. Um, oh, 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 an hour before. <laughs> like at 6 a.m. the night yeah. before. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These are all really thought through. Just to confirm. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I just, I just thought it was the most. It just didn't. I, I wouldn't like in a million years have done it. And so for the two of them, Lil Wayne and Tyler, to pull it off in that way, I just was like, mind blown. Unbelievable. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I really like that as well for the future. Good good answer. Um, all right, moving on. Mm-hmm. On to the live couple of awards. Number 13, we've got best live performance. Um, do you want to go first? Yeah, okay. I've only got one. Sure. 24, Drake. Larry Hoover Jr. Oh, that is love. That's a great answer. Yeah. That's I just really thought it was answer. really special. Uh, you know, the culmination of the whole beef and I just felt like it cemented like the whole journey that the two of them went through. Yeah. But yeah. also just like... Also, he sounded great. He it. sounded amazing on it and it, I felt like it, I felt like actually it was a lot more respectful from Drake to choose a new song whereas I... And, you know, obviously, no offence to Drake, but there aren't any songs on the new album that Kanye could have chosen. Yeah, <laughs> that's before. true. So it is a tough sell. But maybe he could have picked something on, you know, one, you know, something off Scorpion or like a classic off Views or something. But it was, I did feel like it was a slight cop out to choose a song that was like essentially an 808s and, and heartbreak inspired track well Kanye produced Find Your Love as well yeah I guess yeah so that, that's that I mean yeah it's a bit of a cop out to basically do your own song yeah yeah <laughs> um so uh so I just felt like it was it, it was a bit more of a Drake putting his cock on the block definitely by performing that song and he kills it yeah. like his, also, his voice like, is stunning yeah also like he's also a great like, singer I feel like 24 doesn't get enough respect as like a song in its own right whereas 100%. like sometimes you don't think of it like as having like a melody as yeah. such but Drake really brought out like the song writing in the track yeah. Yeah. which I thought was really nice yeah so, I mean we'll get into it another yeah, point yeah, yeah. but like but Drake, at 24 but Drake yeah. is potentially you know what, what Kanye was trying to do on Jesus is King mm. um, but succeeds in, in this one but interesting and uh, yeah but yeah that's a great answer. Love that. Good choice. Did you get that? Uh, I didn't, no. Um, so, again, I was expecting too much of you. Uh, so I've got a few runners up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Silk Sonic at the Grammys. Okay. I've got um, Silk Sonic at the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Uh, I've got Silk Sonic at the Soul Train Awards. And finally, I've got... Um, Silk Sonic at the BET Awards. <laughs> um, that, those, although all I of those runners up, those BET Awards. Nah, shame. Those are all for uh, the song 
keep the door open. Um, and my winner is um, Silk Sonic <laughs> <laughs> at the American Music Awards performing the song Smoking Out the Window. Also, just to confirm, Zach's also wearing a Silk Sonic t-shirt whilst he mentions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, This I'm wearing my Silk Sonic t-shirt. That's not any sort of foreshadowing or anything. No. 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 I wouldn't. But yeah, yeah that, that um, Smoking Out the Window performance... We'll talk about it later, but kind of was like the nail in the coffin for me. Yeah. That was when I realised, I was like, oh yeah, this track is different. This track is ridiculous. Yeah. I just, yeah, that made me, oh my gosh. Yeah, that track is incredible. Um, The live arrangement is so good. So good. It's so good. The way Bruno, you know, they take out the intro bits and make them hits and then the, the sub chords that they switch in for it and all of, all of Anderson Pack's like, vocal and Bruno's like vocal embellishments on the track oh it's just amazing really really special Anderson Pack in his live performances has been absolutely incredible like how obviously can not he sing to, this well obviously We're... not to downplay Bruno because no, we, we've yeah. always known yeah, 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 he's yeah, extraordinary yeah. but but yeah fair play fair play um anyway moving on um on to our best live gig so yeah. this is a gig that we have physically attended so best live performances for something that's like you know on, on TV or anything like that um, whereas Best Live Gig is something that we've physically attended ourselves so I'll go first um, I've, I've not got any runners up just a winner um, you're not going to like that but uh, yeah my winner is Burner Boy at Strawberries and Cream 2021 um, Harry and I were there together and it was just it was just incredible it was just it was just amazing I loved that gig so much I was so shocked about how good it was Especially because I feel like some of the live performances you get at festivals are sometimes like a watered down version of what the artist can actually do. Whereas Burner Boy rocked up with literally every man and his dog on stage and put on the best show that I've seen this year. So yeah, Burner Boy, Strawberries and Cream. That was an incredible gig. Mm. I completely forgot about it. <laughs> As in like for when I was doing the predictions. Because mm. I, I was, yeah. But th- that was a sick gig. Yeah. Sick gig. Um, yeah, fair play. Nice. Uh, likewise I've only got one yep. no runners up but Rina Sawayama at Electric Brixton nice uh, got about like just a few weeks ago now yeah, um, yeah. but I think I was going in with some serious high hopes <laughs> I think I had some high expectations um, and she completely surpassed it <laughs> uh, ju- it felt like especially for an artist who you know is performing at Electric Brixton and don't get me wrong she should have been performing at a, a bigger venue. Well, she like, did Roundhouse like two days later, which yeah. is a, a lot bigger than, Perfect. than Brixton. Okay. Electric Brixton. Um, but her show almost had, almost like bridged the gap or towed the line between sort of almost taking it as seriously as a stadium gig where you have like almost multiple interludes and costume changes and almost like what felt like a really curated set list Mm. that fed into each other um like a dancer came on stage during one of the interludes there was a kind of weird news breakdown Uh light show part but also it being at such a small venue where you know you feel like you're in an intimate Mm -hmm. staging with some of her biggest fans um 
yeah every song was just amazing well executed the band were great guitarist was sick yeah like when she did the guitar vocal breakdown solo in the middle of um dynasty to kick it off that was incredible and uh also shout out to lucid because i never thought i'd appreciate that song (laughs) as in like i never thought i i never really understood the reason for that song yeah and then I heard it live and I was like, well, right, I know exactly why you've made that song. <laughs> and it kicked off. Yeah, it like, so it sick. was the perfect sort of end to the... Because well, she's right. I wish she would have ended with it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway. Sorry. Was it... She ended with it, but then had an encore, right? No, or did no, she do that, that the in encore. the encore? That was oh, the what, okay. song number one of the encore and then she oh, had another right. song. Yeah, because she... And she is right. She also explained it on, on stage. She was like, to be honest, Sawayama gets pretty dense at points yeah. uh, and it's quite heavy sometimes you just need a summer bop and yeah she's damn right yeah uh, Fair play. and yeah she killed it I mean one of the best gigs I've been to in a really long time nice uh, like that like that uh, like yeah. that and shout out Shame as well because that, that was a yeah. really good gig and um, Charlie Steen the front guy is honestly weird like dread to think what he was like at school um but he he was extraordinary he's like born to be a front man so and they were sick too cool um well i guess that as well so lovely i'm winning um right so on to best music video another new award for this year um got a couple of runners up i'd like to shout out um i'm gonna give a run up to smoking out the window that music, that music video actually adds so much to the song for me. Yeah. I literally love it so much. He, also giving a shout out to Montero. I feel like we haven't bad. mentioned Lil Nas X enough this podcast. He might come up. Um, but giving a shout out to Montero as a runner up. Yeah. Uh, that video is ridiculous. And my winner is mm-hmm. Industry Baby by Lil Nas X. Huge. As my music video of the year. Love that. Love that a lot. On, over to you um sorry I'm oh, just wait, I'm just gonna mention just like when it was like all of the guys naked in the shower with the mm-hmm. like blurred out you know crotches yeah. that was just genius and they're yeah. all been dancing I was there like I can't believe this is like one of the biggest dancers in the world making this music video like, have <clears> you <throat> seen the the uncensored version yes have you <laughs> as no, in there, he made like a joke yeah a joke oh okay video, sorry yeah, yeah 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 but then it like cuts yeah exactly yeah yeah because yeah. <laughs> honestly i was ju- i was like <laughs> watched it because <laughs> someone was like someone said like just out off the covers like obviously oh, the uncensored version i'm like yeah. no it was like oh you need to watch it but then didn't tell me it was a piss take uh, so okay. then i got completely catfished <laughs> by the whole thing um but that was genius as well yeah um so and I also loved the whole like there was he put it on Instagram I wish he'd kept it in the music video but he did this mm. like kind of intro to the to the music video where he was like in a court case and oh, yeah and like he so was like good. playing all these characters like this really bad lawyer and like the defendant and also the judge and like mm. it was just really funny yeah I wish he'd had that for the first like minute of his music video big but time he, he cut it out unfortunately but that added to the vibe of the music video for sure big time um he ended Love up that. using it as like the trailer for the music video, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Industry Baby, music video. Love that. Love that. That was my runner up. Nice. But my winner was Say What You Will, James Blake. Wow. Which was. Is that the one with Phineas in it's it? It's with Phineas. <laughs> and it is so funny. Even though it's like the most 
tender, beautiful ballad yeah, ever yeah. and makes you want to cry. Um, the the music video essentially because the song I guess is about James James's place in the music industry and sort of as an artist who's sort of you know a bit more of an artist's artist's sorry an artist's artist uh, someone who's always going to you know work with some of the biggest names but probably is never going to essentially reach that level of commercial success mm-hmm. and kind of his experience of that and his feeling towards that his acceptance of that and his place in the industry um, but as a result it's like essentially opens up with James Blake at the Grammys he's like chuffed with his one Grammy yeah. and then Phineas like strolls down <laughs> and he's got like 12 and then like all the reporters rush over to him and then it's just essentially that scene after scene and they just get funnier and funnier like there's one where he's at the pool and these girls rush over to James and they're like oh can you take this photo and then actually it's just they're asking him to take a photo of them with Phineas then there's a moment where like <laughs> James fights up goes into the toilet and he's having a piss yeah. and then Phineas comes in and he's on his like phone not concentrating and then basically like pisses all down James's leg <laughs> various all these things but it's just it's just quite a funny video um interesting and it's kind of got also got this kind of weird like retro production on it mm. it's like in a four three kind yeah of i've seen that I've thing seen it, yeah. which which is just it is quite tasteful at the same time mm. uh and uh also it's a great song but yeah it's just a great i felt like it was one of those like mirrored the content of the song but it made it quite funny and also yeah. I love a bit of a cameo from someone like Phineas also yeah. I thought it was like cool that it was Phineas and not like I don't know who else would have done it who was like massive artist mm. but like it's kind of like you almost get the sense that Phineas just isn't like that at all yeah so it was kind of almost funny to like imagine See. Phineas as like a massive awful bloke yeah um, almost like in the way you know Neil Patrick Harris plays himself in uh, that film I can't remember what it's called yeah, but he's like yeah. com- he, he portrays an awful bloke um, but yeah great great music video good stuff this right. is a big one next. you ready to move on yeah let's do it so the next award is for best EP project or mixtape around 30 minutes or under 30 minutes really but we've kind of expanded yeah. that if the mixtape is if it's a, if it's definitely yeah. a mixtape but it's more than 30 minutes like it's fine could yeah. go in this category um, yeah this is a really big one. There have been some amazing EPs and projects and mixtapes this year. Um, so let's dig into it. Um, I'll go first. Yes. So I've got some runners up, definitely. Um, want to shout out the Oliver Malcolm EP. Really like that one. Uh, kind of took me by surprise. Like, don't really know what made me listen to it. Probably because, um, yeah, I know he signed to like Billy's label and stuff. And he's from the UK, so it's interesting. He signed to Dark Room. Um, but yeah, no, that was really good. Really enjoyed that. Um, want to shout out Dexter. Dexter is, do you know Dexter? It brings about new UK artist. She actually went to Jacks down the road, but she is right. literally like one of the most exciting things to come out of the UK this year. Uh, really, really talented, um, singer songwriter. And she put out just a really gorgeous EP produced by my boy, Dom Valentino. Dom, if you're listening, love you. Um, but yeah, really good. I'll send it to you. You should definitely give it a listen. Um, got a shout out, any, any if you're listening, love you. You know any female rapper did Penguin Girls with Georgia Smith. 
Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that track is massive. This, yeah. this, this, uh, this little tape is is gorgeous. It's called Under Twenty Five. Wait, it's is just it, is it any with it in all caps? Yeah, E N N Y, all caps. Okay. Um, she's amazing. Really, really, really talented. Um, and um, the the tape is great. Really, really good music. To be honest, love the track Malibu. Uh, also, runner up to Thames. Thames will never not kind of knock me for six every time I hear her sing. I think she's probably the one like top four vocalist in the world right now. Um, and her EP is incredible. You know Thames? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, those are my runners up. But for ages, I thought this was gonna be any or Thames or Dexter. But when this came out, like it was always gonna be this. Um, my best. EP slash project slash mistake of the year um, is Pink Panther S to hell with it it's just I think it's just a phenomenal first body of work from an artist that I am literally could not be more excited by uh, I think she is like one of the most creatively exciting artists in the world right now is burgeoning on a new genre herself and trailblazing um, and long may she continue and I think this as like a little body of work to just kind of like be a summation of her first year kind of doing all tracks on TikTok I love that pretty much every single song on this little little project um, has like gone viral on TikTok in its own right and then she's kind of just like putting together being like here are all my hits it's almost like a greatest hits record if you yeah, yeah it's yeah. like it's just crazy like it's like banger after banger after banger like it's really really good um and it still works as a body of work as well. She's just amazing. Um, we'll talk about her a bit more later. But um, yeah, love that tape. So that was always going to win for me. Love that. There you go. Really love that. Um, yeah, I guess that for you, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. um, yeah so I got but This was a great year for EPs. Yeah. Uh, and obviously a lot of overlap as well. I had a lot of yours in my um, runners up. Uh, but I'll just rattle through them. KKB. Kira Kirabonito came out with a another EP called so they came out with Civilization 1 EP last year Civilization 2 EP this year and then also then made a sort of album which was just Civilizations and then merged the two like it was just grouped the two EPs together um, which was really good I kind of wish they'd have maybe come out with them all at the same time and then I would have like it pro probably could have been up there more in the running um, Pastor Lou came out with like a few tracks under a sort of EP African Rebel but I mean it was just like three tracks um, so not sort of long enough to really be considered but also love those tracks um, Benny the Butcher Pirates Picasso okay, some absolute bangers in that I genuinely enjoyed it so much um, and yeah a bit of an introduction for me said Benny the Butcher because I don't really know much about him but um, yeah if he comes out with an album next year that's anything like that it'll be just be jokes um, but the energy on it is unbelievable uh, then I did have Thames in there because I did really enjoy that um, To Hell With It had that in there as well I've enjoyed that Oliver Malcolm as well had that in there nice. and Rebecca Black I did enjoy that EP as well cool. um, but then for me it was really a two horse race um, the runner-up ended up being EP2, JPEG Mafia. Um, I did love that album a lot. 
but I just felt it was maybe slightly less a full body of work felt more like an experiment an experiment that went very well and I loved it um, but also slightly maybe more of the same sort of a, a progression rather than sort of coming out of nowhere um, my EP of the year slash mixtape is Take Two by Berwyn um, that did just well Zach put me onto it and honestly like it's just such a powerful powerful EP um, yeah I might talk about it more later but um, yeah essentially London based rapper um, talking about his his experience of life um, coming to London when he was nine um, and his his struggles to get into uni homelessness um general struggles of being making it um and yeah it's really moving i just find it really moving i'm i'm like i don't want to make out that it's the most insanely produced album i think it's quite sort of basic from a production standpoint but his delivery yeah, yeah but the delivery the lyrics the sort of um stuff that he talks about are just insanely moving you, you can't like can't not listen to it um amazing and some really great tracks on it so yeah good answer yeah i guess that one as well yeah lovely um great good stuff gosh this is probably the meat and potatoes yeah yeah um on to number 17 like best it. debut album i think we should kind of burn through this a little bit just because 100 percent we don't want to give too much away. Don't need to talk about it too much. I've got run, one runner-up, which for me is um, Baby Keem. Okay. And my winner is Olivia Rodrigo. Lovely. Just incredible lady up. Good stuff. Um, I've got... I'll, I'll <clears> just do... I've got three runners-up, but I'll just do one runner-up. So, uh, one runner-up for the first time, Black Country New Road. Um, punk band from London. And the winner is For Those I Love. For Those I Love. Um, Irish electronic poet slash rapper artist from Dublin um, really insane debut album um, but yeah he's been in and around the scene it is a bit of a Is it, maybe I should have raised this I mean he's been in and around in different bands under different monikers oh, really? and collabing with various different artists um, but this is his first sort of solo album um, under a different moniker and not as a punk band <laughs> but as a sort of electronic artist um, but yeah incredible album and I'll talk about it more later nice good stuff um, right moving on to number 18 best album production uh, I'm not going to do any runners up because I don't want to give any to give too okay. much away I'm just going to give my winner mm-hmm. to Tyler the Creator Call me if you get lost. Production across the album is just phenomenal. It's just what Tyler does there at this point, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, that's my winner. Insane. I love that. I got the same. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got the same. Good stuff. That's huge. What yeah, did you, just what the... did you guess for me? Um, what did I guess? Oh, I put Silk Sonic. Fast, <laughs> <laughs> I put Silk Sonic for like Probably. quite a few of them. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh wow. That is huge. Yeah, yeah, the production on that is in, is yeah. insane. 
but um, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we will. Um, moving on, oh, I love these ones. This run of this run of awards here is gorgeous. Um, number nineteen, best album engineering. Yes, you can go first. Yeah. Um, so I had one runner up, Silk Sonic. Good. Choice. I just thought it was. Yeah, the the live band is just beautifully recorded. Yeah. Um, and like it's a vintage, uh, um, Anderson Pack drum kit. Oh like, my just, gosh. It's a mate. I I honestly baffles me that like you know an Anderson Pack song from the drums. Literally. How, how it's just extraordinary. Um, but either way, it's unbelievable. But I actually gave it to Absolutely by Dijon because I thought that that album was beautifully recorded as well. That's fair. And also. The whole vibe of that album is sort of on a kind of, um, you know, recorded in your bedroom vibe, low key. Um, and it when you are listening to that album, you do feel like you're in the room with him. Uh, not to make not to make it the most generic statement of all time, but either way. Um, so yeah, I gave it to Dijon. But also I that album also I that's where I struggle sometimes with the the towing the line between engineering and production um, but I yeah. felt like it was appropriate to put it in production yeah no that's fair enough um nice cool uh for me I've got one runner up and one winner yeah uh my runner up is Cleo Soul Mother okay um which is an absolutely gorgeous album yeah but we'll talk about it later um and it just it just the sound of it is incredible um and then my winner is little sims simbi really uh just Love the engineering that. on that is gorgeous like they're actually fun fact clear soul and little sims both of those albums are engineered by the same person both produced and engineered by the same person you're joking uh the producers in flow and the the um engineer is a guy called ben bakti who's like one of the best in the world um, it just literally is so good at capturing that kind of live space um, unbelievable he's like amazing so yeah shout out Ben Batty um, and he did a brilliant job on both of those but Little Sims I think the reason I chose it the Little Sims over Clear Soul even though I prefer the Clear Soul album is because Lil Sims is much more grand and like mm-hmm. he's got a lot more things to deal with and kind of contain it in the same space while still having it giving it an intimate feel is a mm-hmm. really difficult job yeah um, and I think he did it amazingly and it still feels yeah it's just ah uh, the engineering on that mm-hmm. album is, is incredible so yeah 100% nice. Little Sims Simbi that is huge good stuff oh, I love that that's good um, right what did you say again? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Dijon. Um, so, moving on to best album marketing campaign. I love this one. You go first. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I've thought about it too much. Yeah, that's why you go first. <laughs> uh, I had Silk Sonic as a runner-up just because I thought their live shows were incredible. Yeah. The promo was great. The whole sort of idea behind it with the two of them collabing is yeah. just a great genius idea. Yeah. Um, but I gave it to uh, Kanye West for his despicable but also sort of annoyingly savvy approach in the performances, the controversy, the Drake beef. Like he's a, he's just he's a marketing genius. And he knows <laughs> how to get attention. You know, 
on this occasion it was probably for the worst in general in terms of like everyone's opinion of him yeah but equally he doesn't really care about it at this point <laughs> um but yes yeah, so i gave it to kanye fair enough i um also gave it to kanye really yeah i just okay. think like oh that makes me feel yeah, yeah no 100 percent. the fact that he sold out three stadiums three stadiums for an album that basically didn't exist <laughs> like <laughs> it's actually ridiculous to think yeah. about uh, like the biggest artists in the world can't sell three three stadiums for albums that they're promoting that people already know and love yeah but like it was just and a, a body of work exactly like, he wasn't even promoting this he, he, he wasn't even gonna perform his old school stuff yeah. people came for the expectation of pure new yeah. content exactly and I just think like all of the stuff around it like with No Child Left Behind when he's like ascending on like on the second one was just incredible and just and like he really brought fans along with the journey Mm -hmm. I remember I was all over Twitter like the day after and like fans would be like okay this changed on this song and this changed on this song you can hear that they've added this here and it's like he really brought everyone along with him which just built the hype more and more and more um unbelievable marketing and also sold all of his merch as well like really expensive bullet bullet like stab proof vests and stuff mm-hmm. like that and, and bulletproof jackets and, and whatnot so just yeah amazing marketing yeah he's a genius is it simple yeah. as that um, easy yeah I always remember I'll see I saw some video that was like uh, after it was just zooming in on him ascending into the light and then the lights cut off and someone was like how's he gonna get down <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, he was high up. He was high up. He must have been there for ages. <laughs> God, Kanye, what um, a guy. Yeah, so that was good. Perfect. Um, right, moving on. Final stretch now, I think. Um, yep. To best album cover art. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Yeah, uh, had a runner up. Call me if you get lost. Nice. That was a nice, like um, homage to the ODB. Yep. Cover it was quite cool. Um, but I actually gave it to Oliver Malcolm. Really? Yeah, I just thought it was a really cool cover art, to be honest. It kind of reminded me a bit of the Strokes album last year. That was quite cool. Sort of like Basquiat style piece of art. But, um, yeah, I actually haven't really looked into it, so I can't really tell you more about it. (laughs) But I just think it looks cool. Fair enough. I really like it. Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, I have given mine to Donda <laughs> <laughs> we have fun don't we Harry? genius this is a fun podcast yeah we love um, it no my winner is uh, Dave we're all in, alone in this oh, together oh yeah yeah I remember when that first came out that actually like genuinely just the album cover got me excited oh yeah album. we saw the we said like he perfect. said the title and the album cover yeah. and the date and we were there like oh boy <laughs> especially, also especially because I actually really didn't like the cover art for Psycho for Psycho Drama yeah neither do I and, yeah. and for game over and game over <laughs> no offence Dave but like but yeah we're all alone in this together he stepped yeah, up like and it's a really gorgeous piece yeah, really yeah. Like a really, it's a really striking colour as well really looks good on like a Spotify and Apple Music 100%. but still has so much like artistic like credibility to it so yeah great work I love it um, yeah definitely. love that love that answer. what did you guess for me oh I don't think I did oh yeah because I, I was a bit I wasn't sure what I could Harry just being underprepared everyone just so let the record show Um, alright moving on to most disappointing album yeah this is a big one 
This is a big one. Do you want me to go? Uh, I don't. Don't mind. I'll go first. Okay. Um, we've got runner up. Just one. Cool. Flow tire. Yeah. Just disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Really disappointing. But I'll let you talk about that. Um, my winner for most disappointing album is Billie Eilish. Happier than ever. Oh, I should. Have I'm that. just. It's just. It's just a shame. It's just a shame. Yeah. Billie Eilish was the biggest artist not only in the world but the biggest artist to come out in the past to, to, to kind of break in the last couple of years when she came out with her first album and the stage was set the stage was set the, it's the big sophomore album you've just got to go and for an artist like Billie Eilish who's as big as she is or was whatever like I just thought she'd absolutely smash it um, but as the singles began to roll out I was there like oh really and then when I saw the track list and I saw songs that she'd put on like that she'd put out like a year ago yeah. like My Future getting on the album I was there, like oh really like does this belong on there like even with her back in My Future days like she had the different hair and mm-hmm. I was there, like oh is this the wrong era Billy like what's going on here I was kind of confused by it all um, it's a confusing album it is a confusing album um, and I think to she's, combine, she's to combine I don't sorry? think she's fully sure where she wants to get yeah, I exactly. think it, it, it's her kind of treading water not treading water because obviously I think lots is there's a lot that's great on the album yeah, and yeah. it's almost a bit like her flexing being like I can I've got this amount of versatility I can do all these different things but I think that like unfortunately when you're the biggest artist in the world <laughs> you're going to hate me for saying this but I do think you have like a commercial responsibility and I don't know if she even was trying to, to have a big hit on this re- record and I don't know what song was that attempt but she didn't have one. And for an artist like Billie Eilish, that's kind of a bit unacceptable. On your second album, like you have Bad Guy and When the Party's Over and All the Good Girls Goes Out and Zanny and all of these amazing tracks on the first and the second one, you're just like, there's nothing there. It's a big shame. Yeah. Um, so yeah, unfortunately Billie Eilish, Happier Than Ever is my most disappointing album of 2021. Yeah, fair. That's a great shout. I thought you were going to say CLB. Oh, I thought about saying CLB, but yeah. I don't. I wasn't expecting anything. <laughs> <laughs> no Genius. expectations for Drake because yeah. it's Drake. Yeah. I think I put it as my most disappointing album back when Scorpion came out. I was there like, am I that surprised? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm not, basically. Um, so, yeah. Billy Eilish. Cool. That's a good answer. I like that. Um, I've got two runners up so, uh, CLB. Yeah. But also, I think same sort of reasoning why it's not yeah uh i don't live here anymore by the war on drugs oh yeah admittedly city came out of nowhere like i wasn't really that hyped for it Mm. which is potentially why but i mean at the end of the day for an artist that potentially came out my favorite rock album of the 2010s an album that is like one of my favorite albums of all time as well Mm mm-hmm you just expect a bit more than a kind of like what looks like they're doing, which is essentially like descending into a sort of, you know, Springsteen, heart rock, Americana yeah. style, which yeah. is just a vintage American rock band. They well, just they all, to do. yeah, they all <laughs> just seem to descend into that direction. It's just, uh, you know, you just want them to be better than that. Yeah. Um, it's just a real shame. And also I just, I think at this point as well, that, that album, that I love came out in like what 2016 okay I just think you know the world's moved on uh-huh. I'm not sure that sound that made them amazing sort of like 
feel feels that great anymore um but yeah i just think a lot of what makes them great was whittled down it's just a bit sad Mm. um but then most disappointing album uh tyron slow tie yeah um yeah it's a real shame uh mainly because it's so apparent what album he really did want to make um in the sense that it's a two-part album two sides one I was side. so excited when we saw that. Do you remember when yeah. he released the track list and we saw the two side thing? And yeah. We were like, oh, that's so tasteful. And yeah. Yeah. Um, first side is just heaters, and uh-huh. the second side is more introspective tracks. Yeah. Um, on paper. On paper, good idea. But I just felt when it came out, we just didn't think the first side was that hot. Yeah. And that's that's the main issue. And then when you listen to him talk in interviews, it's sort of apparent that. You know, he said something like, um, the first side is what I think people want me to make. And oh. the second side is where I actually see how I actually see myself, which on paper is like, oh, that's not a bad idea. Is like, oh, outward persona versus inward persona. But then it's, mm. but then you kind of like step back in like, well, hang on. Why don't you just make the album that you wanted to make rather yeah. than half of it, make it as what? you think the producers and the labels and the industry and the people want you to do yeah it felt like it felt like sort of slightly disheartening Um, that's a shame do you think then for the um, for the absolute bangers on the first album do you think he had the same approach being like he didn't want to necessarily make those but it felt like he had to I think no I I think because of the context of this album and the fallout of what happened was it the Brit Awards uh, no, it was a different one, but yeah, I know. You mean. Uh, yeah, um, that that shook him massively. Oh, interesting. Hundred percent, and he's been struggling with that quite a lot. Like pretty much every interview since then has been based on that. Oh, okay. Um, and actually, I, I had a convo shout out Harry Langham. I had a convo with him. He didn't wasn't a huge fan of the album either, and essentially he just <laughs> I remember him saying like. I just preferred it when he was just chatting shit on the first album. Mm. Like it felt a lot more free felt a lot more like well maybe he had nothing to prove he had no like obligation and then he and then he sort of you know has a slip up mm-hmm. and suddenly he's just like completely overwhelmed and that's all he can write about and that's interesting actually it it it, it all feels it feels like he's taking it and it, it is serious don't get me wrong it is serious but he's taking everything a lot more seriously on this album than it felt like he was taking mm-hmm. on um nothing great about me nothing great about britain but uh, potentially it's interesting because nothing great about britain is obviously about britain yeah and you can just chat about british society and yeah. say what you want about that yeah um but this album is way more personal, obviously. Mm. Tyrant's his name, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when you when you have essentially a self titled album, yeah, with your actual government name on it, and then put a two sides to it, and like one side is like what you think people want you to make, and it's called your name, like that's basically you're giving half of yourself yeah. away, and that that would that would get in your head for sure. Yeah, but I'm not sure necessarily the making of the album got in his head, in that sense. Because I feel like I feel like the whole the whole beef, um, mm. like I, I just felt like, because it because that's the thing it actually happened a while ago, 
um, the whole hiccup. So yeah, it was a wrong um, And he's still making songs called Cancel with Skepta, and I just you know I was like, I was like, no one I, I, when it came when it came out, I was like, I just felt like Cancel look, bro, shame. you're not no one's talking about this anymore. Mm. Um, I'm not saying like oh, you know but you shouldn't make this combative track about getting cancelled where no one really cares anymore mm. uh, like that's when you that's when you make the track the apology track or the kind of like the growth the, track the growth track or the coming through the other side track uh-huh. um, and that's what I felt like the second half was kind of getting to 100% and it was way more interesting I love those tracks uh, Fill Away yeah, with James Blake and I, I do and to be fair I actually do come back and listen to this album and it's not that bad it's not that bad at all it's just disappointing but it's just disappointing it's not what we wanted from him nothing great about Britain was so yeah. good and um, it's like yeah and that's the the trouble with this award is that essentially it's like what album were you most looking forward to and it yeah. didn't quite live up to that yeah um, so yeah obviously the problem here with me was that I just completely overhyped it but also yeah. you do you, you know no, no, I, don't think that's, I don't think well I'm not blaming myself I yeah feel like, no 100% you know he's a good uh, artist he should have put it out exactly simple um, but, but yeah way, yeah I, I and also the best the only thing is I also can't I still can't wait for what he releases because I do think this is just like the way I see this album is um, it's it's the same um in my opinion, I think it's going to be the same kind of album, or it's going to mirror the album that Brockhampton came out with after the exit of Amir Van. And it's, uh, what's yeah. it? Iridescence. Oh, no, that one, sorry. Yeah, Irid- Roadrunner came out this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Iridescence came out almost like immediately after yeah. Amir Van left. And you just got the sense it was just a bit all over the place. Yeah. And, the, and the whole band were like, Christ, what do we do? But then they came out with Ginger like yeah. the next year. And it was when everything had sort of calmed down, they'd been able to process everything, and the it album. was it was a cracking album. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, hopefully, um, Sight Eye can come out the other side and yeah, me produce some, hope, something good. Nice, that was a good chat. Okay, <clears throat> uh, should we move on? Yeah, let's do it. So moving on to our least favorite album. So class, yeah, just most disliked album. Um, Harry. Yeah, I don't want to dwell on this too much because I haven't thought about it too much. Because right. I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't listen to that many albums that, like, you hate. I hate yeah. like most of the time. If I hate it by halfway, I'm like, yeah, you should probably cut your losses. Yeah, um, and therefore you kind of forget about those albums yeah. as well. So, but Ed Sheeran equals like yeah. it's just trash. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, but I don't think we should necessarily dwell on it cool. too much. Yeah, no. Do you, was that yours? Or no, it wasn't. Oh, okay. Um, so I would like to talk about mine. Um, so yeah, I put Ed Sheeran Equals as my runner-up. Lovely. And I thought it would have been too easy to give it the award. That's what I thought. It was I just racked too, my brain. I it was too easy. Well. And like, I know I hate it, but I also probably don't hate the album as much as I hate Bad Habits. Yeah. I think yeah. I hate Bad... I think Bad Habits kind of is like the synecdochal reduction of what yeah. I hate about the album. And therefore, I'm happy to talk about that one. So yeah, yeah. don't need to talk about that. But my actual least favourite album of the year is... Um, is Arlo Parks collapsed in sunbeams? Um, I despise it. I don't despise it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> despise it. I don't like it, but I despise people that 
love it. Yeah. <laughs> and I despise what it stands for. Do you want to shout out anyone that loves it? I don't know anyone that loves it. Oh, I, don't, I'm just, I don't really know. Sorry, she anyway. got nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammy and this album got nominated for Best Alternative Album at the Grammys. And I'm there like, are you kidding me? I don't understand why people like it so much. Like, I get I get Arlo Parks as a as an artist. Like, she's kind of operates in her own kind of space. Does her like indie thing? Like, is kind of a bit gender fluid and you know black and represents a really like diverse and beautiful part of you know society, which I I respect that completely. I respect her. I just think the music that she makes is like insipid and boring <laughs> and she makes she's she's commenting on like aspects of society that like no one cares about <laughs> or like that no one like that's just not relevant she doesn't make statements she just comments on everyday life in a really kind of quirky and unnecessary way um and I don't like it I just think like either say something or don't say something like don't just make us listen to 45 minutes of your little kind of observation tracks and stuff and I, I that's the thing I don't hate it that much like it's like the production's like pretty good and you know like her vocal delivery is is what it is and I can understand that but like when she's winning awards and getting like all of this hype and everyone's there and they're like no like you're all wrong. <laughs> yeah. You're all wrong. So I agree. I think I, I agree that it's massively overhyped. Um, like I know yeah. bloody songwriters that play games where they like at pre's, they like come up with fake Arlo Parks lyrics to like laugh at being like the butterfly fell on the homeless man's shoulder yeah. and then he ate it. <laughs> 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 that's like an Arlo Parks yeah. lyric. And it's like that's genius. That's that's what collapsed in some movies is, and like everything about her just like is just about this like capturing the beauty in everyday life, which I understand and I do appreciate, but I just hate the execution. Yeah, I just hate the execution. Yeah. Uh, I think it's so boring and yeah. unnecessary. I think yeah, it's that I have so to admit me. the opening like spoken word soliloquy or poem or whatever you want to call it that's the other thing is it's pretentious as hell oh my god it's really uncomfortable to listen to (laughs) as in like i genuinely find it really cringeworthy um mainly just because her also i feel bad because also her voice is just like it's just a very like classically southern posh kind of posh accent so i just imagine like (laughs) lots of my friends from home just like (laughs) reading it and like almost like as if they were in like sick form or something yeah. and it just feels like, almost like it does feel slightly amateurish like it's not like I don't know it, do, it doesn't move me mm. um, so I kind of I do empathise but also yeah it, it yeah the Carolines are quite a good track as well but then yeah, no, they all sound like kind of Carolines that's the thing once you've, I, and that's the other thing once you've heard one Arlo Park yeah. song you've heard them all that's yeah. the other thing I forgot to say that yeah, yeah. I like to have 45 minutes of of essentially the same track for me it's just I'm not bothered by it um yeah yeah I think maybe if I'd have like cause I'm I, I feel like I'm just quite ambivalent towards it but I feel like maybe also I guess, it, I guess also cause I work in music like that's the thing every, like I'm seeing all of these award ceremonies everyone talking about Arlo Parks Arlo Parks always wins 
wins Brits. Now she's the only British artist this year nominated for Grammys, and like yeah. one one of three British artists this year nominated for Grammys. And they're like, how is Arlo Park? Yeah being nominated for Grammys and then I could name 10 artists that I love from the UK who arguably deserve it more like you know what I mean like or not deserve it more but whose yeah. music is just better I don't know ah oh, yeah frustrates me but yeah. that is definitely my least favourite album of the year mm-hmm. fair play that's a really good answer actually in hindsight I should have got that because I knew what did you, you, yeah, you know I don't like that what's your game oh I put Ed Sheeran Ed Sheeran but, fair but. Um, nice Right, should we move on? Yeah. Let's do it. Um, I love this one. So, this award is called, it's a mouthful, you ready? Yeah. The Self-Congratulatory Award for Being Slightly Less Ignorant About Great Music Than You Were Before. Previously known as the Hidden Gem Award. Yeah. Um, so, basically, this is for anything, an album, an artist, a song that came out before 2021 that you didn't know about until this year. And you've got to know it and love it this year, essentially. Um, so, yeah. So, do you want to go? Shall yeah, go? fair. Go. Uh, I'll, I'll go, just because I've only got one. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, Fantano actually did a classic week. Oh, yeah? A review of this album. Oh, nice. Uh, it's The Velvet Rope by Janet Jackson. Ooh. And I was like... And I, I, I just remember it came up, and I was like... I admit, we're like, you've got something. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it came up, and I was like rogue because I, I don't really know anything about Janet Jackson at all I don't either to be um, considering how much I love Michael Jackson I yeah. know nothing about Janet Jackson um, and I've just learnt quite a lot about her this whole year in general uh, mm. and The Velvet Rope is genius it's a great album really? it's like it's just a lot weirder than you expect it to be oh. um, and uh, yeah it's, it's kind of like a I, I guess trip hop kind of album like to be honest, that's probably how I describe it. When did um, it come out? What year? Uh, late 90s. Ooh, it's a good point. I won't bother looking yeah, it up. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's on record. For if I get it wrong. Nice. Um, it might be early noughties, maybe. Uh, anyway. But Fair play. Essentially, like, I, the funny thing is, is like, Fantano said something like, oh, it's just like, so underappreciated for for like what it should be it should be like a classic really and I was like oh that's interesting oh, uh, and then if you look up The Velvet Rope Janet Jackson it'll just be like a bunch of reviews being like the hidden classic that no yeah. one appreciates <laughs> it's honestly hilarious I've never seen such like unanimous critical opinion on an <laughs> album uh, but I can kind of see why I hate to be that guy but like, I kind of agree like, yeah. I've never heard about this album but, um, but nice. I guess more and more people are like sort of reappreciating this album um, that's great but it's just that. really great but then also right. there's a kind of subplot around the whole um, Super Bowl incident and how oh, was this whole... around that? Yeah. no I think this was before but like it's kind of like that clearly there's a whole new wave of sort of like wait sort of like a you know woke phase of people being like oh actually maybe we shouldn't have cancelled Janet Jackson for doing nothing wrong yeah. uh, at the Super Bowl and let's revisit her discography and apparently there are some classics um, like The Velvet Rope but nice. yeah um, yeah and there's some just really interesting tracks like there's this kind of like LGBT anthem in there um, and yeah I just think it's just quite yeah really interesting does it feel like it's like beyond its time um, the does thing is does it feel like the late 90s early noughties or does it feel like it does feel like 
it does it doesn't feel like futuristic okay but it is it, it taps into something that like a genre that clearly i haven't come across but it feels really new to me like i've never heard anything really like it to be honest oh, cool. um but also supposedly it's i mean it's it's a bit of a um what people refer to it or how critics are kind of referring to it as a kind of blueprint for the post popular artist who's achieved everything mm. now what do you do you do your kind of sick concept experiment album and they sort of a lot of people are saying like oh velvet rope that's kind of the the blueprint for what beyonce did with lemonade oh, jay-z 444 true. you know kanye with his more experimental stuff on the back end yeah. of his career like the kind of post pinnacle success pop star what That's do you so do you come out with a velvet rope yeah um but yeah really good also i wouldn't say it is that experimental though it, it, it's very yeah. it's very much a, a, a sort of mainstream album that was sick that was a good explanation as well but yeah if you want to hear a real explanation just watch the bad side of it nah you did a good job at rehashing it yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um nice cool um i guessed the avalanches album that you mentioned earlier yeah that's true i guess yeah that's a good point that, that's a good answer okay. um but yeah I, I felt like i covered that in, in yeah the previous um okay so i've got a couple runners up um a few few discographies that i've like dug into a bit this year um jasmine sullivan um tasteful she's been around for a while um about 10 years and is i actually think like she kind of this is going to sound really criminal but um she kind of re-entered my life when i heard her on the pentatonics christmas album a couple years ago (laughs) she did a track called joyful joyful which is from sister act two and she absolutely bodied the um uh the vocal on it it's literally one of the best like vocal performances i've ever heard on a track it's like one minute and 54 seconds of just pure ecstasy um so i like that kind of led me to believe like oh wow she's like one of the best singers in the world and then i've dug into all of her old music as a result this year um i don't know why this year specifically i just guess i got round to the albums this year and so i really love that i don't know why i'm talking about it so much uh, also Donny Hathaway again another artist that I've known about for a while but just like a soul legend like absolute classic because I know obviously his Christmas song this Christmas and a few of his stuff but I just dug into a bit more and it's amazing um, but my winner uh, is the music of a pro- like much newer um, probably should this is probably one of the things I missed from 2020 um, Brent Fires. Oh my gosh, Brent Fires. I spent the first two and a half months of this year just bumping pretty much exclusively Brent Fires. If I listen to Dead Man Walking by Brent Fires, all I think of is like lockdown three and like walking up Norwood Park down the road. Like it's such a visceral kind of association. I think that's um, why I thought he was, he came out this year. Uh, yeah, no, no, fair enough. Um, yeah, we definitely talked about him back in January, mm-hmm. but like I just think as a R&B singer, he's one of the most interesting in the game at the moment um you know his voice is so distinctive and so good that um i just think he's gonna have an amazing career and he's he's really kind of at the start he's been around for like four or five years now but he's still really only at the start of his career like hasn't put out like a full length has been in like kind of bands and stuff like did some band stuff with a group called sonder and then kind of did his own thing and has like worked with people and 
he's kind of been around, but like as an entity now, he's he's ready to go. So I think twenty twenty two is going to be a big year for him. Hopefully, we get a full length Brent Fires album. Brilliant. And um, yeah, he's amazing. What nationality is he? American. Okay. Um. Yeah, he's so good. Quality. Love so that. yeah, Brent Fires is my hidden gem. Hidden gem. Um, yeah, you don't want to rehash this. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> what did you guess? Uh, oh, I didn't. Yeah, you didn't guess. Um, okay. Um, producer of the year. Producer of the year. Number 25. Only a couple awards to go from. We're nearly yeah, there. do not worry. How do you know how far into the podcast we are now? Total. Total. Uh, three and a half. Four. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Four Brilliant. hours deep, everyone. Hope Good you're enjoying start. it. <laughs> I, can't, I cannot believe we thought this was going to be shorter. <laughs> We're rookies. Um, okay, producer of the year. I'll go first. Um, Perfect. I've, like, my answer is just one person, very easy, um, was always going to be the answer for this year. I think he's had an incredible year. Worked on some of the most... Um, some of the most beautiful albums of the year. Um, and as you can see from his work later in the year is pretty much gone clear now he's been like we're operating at a level for the past three four years and now he's gone and he's going to be working with the biggest artist for the rest of his career um and the guy is inflow um inflow is incredible like i've known about him for a couple of years through his work with little sims and michael kiwanuka and salt um but this year he's just been across some unbelievable albums from as i mentioned before cleo soul mother beautiful album Little Sims, Simbi produced the whole thing. Salt put out a beautiful project called Nine this year, which he which he produced as well. But then, uh, towards the end of the year, he had he produced three tracks on the Adele album, um, which is a massive, massive step up for him, obviously. Uh, and as a result, I think, you know, he's gone clear. Like everyone in the world wants to work with Inflow. Actually, I'm going to tell you something after the podcast. Really? Remind, remind me I need to tell you something about Inflow um, but he's just I, I'm just so excited for his career I think he's had an amazing year and creatively he's one of those guys that like he can do his thing on anyone's track like and make and like kind of mould and like bring that artist into his space a bit and give their artist a bit more of like a all like authentic feel which is kind of counterintuitive but I just think his style of production is so unique um, and yeah he's amazing so I predict him working with the likes of Kendrick and Kanye and the rap guys but also the R&B people in, in, in America and beyond and he could work with anyone basically I love um, that so I think Inflow is my producer of the year that's a great answer that's a really great answer um, yeah I've got a couple of runners up go on uh, Fred again. Although I wish I didn't. Mm. Now that I know he's on bad habits. Well, because that's, that's well, he shame. produced the whole it's your own album. Yeah, the whole album. Interesting, but I it's didn't like, know that at all. but I guess I mean you it's, know it's he, a different alias, so yeah, it's kind of yeah. separate. But, but yeah. either way, I just love what he's done this year. He's, great. he's been great. Fred's um, amazing. Loved it. Uh, take a day trip. He's been glasses. Yeah. Hey. He's obviously beat up he killed it on um montero the full album uh-huh. and then worked with james blake on his new album as well oh, did a couple nice. of tracks cool. where they like slow down the um uh you know the producer tag yeah. so it's like do drip do 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 hey 
which is kind of rogue. But um, yeah, good track. Uh, but yeah, I didn't feel like he'd actually done that much more than that this year. So it was kind oh, of. He's a... definitely done something else. I can't remember what it is, but yeah. But yeah, no. Um, and then also, kind of shout out to Jack Antonoff because, like, oh, gosh. Although I didn't Here like go, any everyone. of those albums. Here we go. Although I didn't like any of those albums, I felt like it wasn't the production. It was the kind of songwriting that was the issue. Like I actually loved the production on Daddy's Home, uh, the St. Vincent album. Right. Like I just thought it was it was a really unique sound that he he executed really well. But yeah, and I also think he's it's just fair play to be on like all those albums that you know did pretty well. Um, but you're actually I think you're gonna dislike my answer anyway. But essentially last year, um, he was in the running for my producer of the year. But I was kind of like, oh, like, is one album, like, good enough to, like, you know, be producer of the year? Probably not. So I decided against. And this year he just came out with two albums that were both really sick and as well as a uh, solo album as well. Um, And it's The Alchemist. so I felt like the production on both Bo Jackson, which he did with Boldy James, mm. and on Haram, which he did with Armand Hammer, mm. were both unbelievable. Mm. And honestly, like I, I did really like both those albums, and I did really like what Boldy James brought, and I really liked what Armand Hammer brought. Yeah. But they just weren't really. Then they're not free gifts at the yeah, end of the day. 100%. And so as a result, I, I felt like. And the, that's not the production's fault at all. That's not the production's yeah. fault at all. And, and um, you know, I could... Because I, I feel like you were a bit like... About those albums, you were a bit like, oh, it's kind of same old, same old. Yeah. At this point, like, Alchemist collab album. And I completely understand that. Um, but I think... I think if I'd have given it to Alchemist last year, I would have avoided. But the fact that I, I was literally... I'm pretty sure if you looked at my... If you rewatched or re-listened to my response I was like oh I really wanted to give it to The Alchemist but he just he only produced one album and then the next year he produces two and a solo album I'm like well fair play you gotta give it to him yeah. at this point like, uh, and he is a, just a legend yeah. he's a legend of the game Michael Alk. so yeah fair play nice good answer Harry love that that was tasteful <clears throat> right onto the big three or just three last ones but um, we're going to go to number 26 which is a new award that I've added because I wanted to shout out a particular artist basically but I, I like that this is going to continue Okay. Um, this is the award for the hit machine yeah. which is basically defined by someone who you know might, has put out music this year and isn't necessarily the most you know artistically credible or um um like they could be artistically credible or whatever but they're just like non-stop putting out bangers just like and you've got to respect that to a certain extent because it's not easy to put out you know banger after banger after banger and I think there are probably four or five artists this year who could be like qualify who could qualify for this award um do you want to go first or shall I uh yeah I can go first okay um it's a pretty easy one for me yeah Lil Nas X. Yeah. It's just straight up. Uh, His, (laughs) his music's just been so entertaining. I've honestly loved it so much. Um, And it is the pure definition of a hit machine. Um, Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Good stuff. Did you put that as well? I didn't. Oh, really? 
because I knew Harry was going to say Lil Nas X, I second guessed it and put the other artists I wanted to shout out in because really? I feel like they deserve it this year. Yeah. Um, so Lil Nas X is my runner up, but my winner is an artist who I've mentioned, uh, who's been around for years, but in the past couple of years has just reached stratospheric levels of success through her own hard graft and talent and honestly like yeah the most amount of hustle and just amazing personality and just putting out hits and that person's Doja Cat I have to have to shout out Doja Cat in the podcast um she's had an incredible year despite having an album that wasn't all that um but Doja Cat's the type of artist that this her album this year um called Planet Her um is probably less in terms of its value than the summation of its parts which I'm not sure if that makes sense but like yeah isn't just isn't anything as like a as a body of work but it track for track individually oh my gosh it is good when I first listened to the album I was there like okay this is fine but then over the next months over the coming weeks and months after the album um I would just hear a different song on TikTok and I was there like oh my gosh was this one on there too and I was there like that is a banger that is a banger and she's just had like five hits on an album that like no one knows about or no one treats as an album and it's just crazy to me um mm, mm. and to be honest i'm really proud of her That's i'm really special. proud of her i think she's done so well to kind of reinvent her career like this and long may it continue she's had some absolute bangers this year talking kiss me more talking woman we're talking need to know we're talking you're you right we're talking even on other people's songs she had that song with Sweetie Best Friend that is a great track she also is an amazing feature these days Doja Cat brings it on a track so yeah Doja Cat is my hit machine of the year absolutely love that good stuff that is great stuff we just got one more two more (laughs) (laughs) Harry's face just dropped Uh, sorry yes two more so number 27 (laughs) (laughs) Um, this is our artist to watch award Um, an artist that you know we've got really really high hopes for for the next year and beyond Um, an artist that has like shown signs potentially this year that they're they're destined for great things and yeah Um, I'll go first yeah Um, my run I've got one runner up and then the winner my runner up is an artist who I've mentioned before who I just think in, in a growing in a growing African market led by two men, Wizkid and Burner Boy, um, this artist has the potential to, I think, completely, hopefully, transcend both of their success. I think, talent-wise, um, she is phenomenal. And as I said just a couple of minutes ago on the pod, um, has one of the most incredible voices in the world I think a top five voice in the world in terms of tone um she's featured now on some of the biggest albums in the world she featured on Drake's album Certified Loverboy she had a massive hit with Wizkid on the song Essence and uh yeah I just think she's destined for great things um and that artist is Thames um, but that's my runner up <laughs> Love that. um, I think she's amazing I really 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 hope that she has all the success in the world because I think she's phenomenal um, so yeah that's my runner up and my winner 
we've talked about, but I just want to talk about a bit more. Uh, it's an artist that who is defined TikTok in 2021. And um, I think she's just phenomenal. She's created a genre herself um, and has had unbelievable success. I've never really seen a UK artist kind of get that kind of, you know, international success so quickly. She's got tracks that are now on like 100 million streams on Spotify, you know. Um, and she's from down the road, which is crazy. Is she actually? Yeah, she's oh, from like that. Peckham. Oh, that's cool. South East London girl. And it's like, I just really, really rate. And you've met her. And I've met her. Thanks for sharing that. I didn't want to mention that. But really? I'm glad you did. <laughs> um, I just think she's like a superstar. I just love everything she stands for and like, the way that when she was coming out as an artist, she wasn't like, she was super mysterious for the first six months. No one knew what she looked like. No one had ever seen her face before. Um, and she was just putting out these bangers under this like completely random alias Pink Pantheress on SoundCloud with a Powerpuff girl as the icon. And like, just, I love that. I just think like in a world that's so kind of um, shallow and materialistic and TikTok can be such a toxic place to have this music that's just undeniably good from an unknown entity. Uh, it's just such a positive like thing for the music industry. And I think that coming out of that, um, just such incredible creativity. And I remember like when people, when she first came up and people in the music industry were saying like, oh, like who's this girl just kind of like writing jingles over old garage and drum and bass records. And I was there like, no, no, no. It's like so much more than that. And I completely, I'm so happy that she's managed to transcend that kind of like, uh, messaging that she's just been leaning on the samples she uses and stuff like that I just think she's incredible and I wish her all the success for 2022 yeah. and beyond and that artist is Pink Panther S. do you think there's an album for next year in the locker is it um, not like she's written one but do you think she I've heard some I've heard some of her tracks actually um, and th there'll be music I'm not sure if there'll be an album but um, whatever she does I'm sure it's going to be sick oh, I think no. she's going to do some big features as well I've heard, I, I watched the interview with um, Fantano and her, and she said um, that her dream collab would be Kay Trinada. And might, I might cry if that happens. <laughs> I love that. I love um, that. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be a Miramasa feature as well, like her on the Miramasa album, which will be sick. Um, and yeah, so Pink Pantheress, artist to watch. Love that. Love that a lot. Cool. Well, to segue, one of my runners-up is obviously Pink Panther S, because I think it's just undeniable. Um, another one, Artist to Watch, Jockstrap. Just really looking forward to that. Cool. Another artist, uh, rapper called Iddy Axe. Hey! hey. Oh. <laughs> oh, come here. Come here. That was nice of you. Did you like that? That was nice. Oh, oh I should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I should have probably given him my artist. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you're like give oh. a shout out to the artists I've signed. <laughs> that is quality. Oh, do you want to tell them who Idiot is? Yeah, so um, Foxy essentially well signed this new artist. Where's he from? Derby. From Derby. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much. Uh, what he's to... fifteen. Yeah, yeah. He's great. He um, put out a track this year called Two Years Clear. Yeah, and he's really great. Give it a listen if you ha if you haven't. Uh, good track. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for him, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Do you like that? Why didn't you give him the award, though? Why are you a runner-up? Well, <laughs> watch this. Okay, okay. so 
Uh, and the arts to watch I've given to Berlin. Um, nice. Good answer. Yeah, just really excited to see. I mean, once he, once I feel like if his writing gets behind, sort of, you know, maybe more like um, fleshed out production, maybe a bit more like instrumentals, a, a few more sort of organic instrumentals, a few more like something that's potentially less sort of like sparse and stark. Uh huh. I just think it could be sort of unstoppable. Yeah. Um, because his writing's incredible. His did you hear his new track that he put out recently called Mia? You heard that? I haven't. No. You should listen to that because it's quite different to the tape. Really? And it could be in that direction that you're thinking of. 100%. Of his, yeah. Oh, God. That's unreal. Um, but yeah, I think he... Exciting. Um, for Way forward for 2020. Hope he comes out with something. Um, Great answer. Yeah. Nice. Then the, the big one. Artist of the right, year. Right, yeah. On to our final award of the evening before our songs and albums but don't worry we're just getting started unreal, unreal. <laughs> um but yeah this is our final award of the evening for artist of the year basically the artist that we just think has dominated 2021 in whatever way we see fit um do you want to go first yeah i can go first um i mean i actually i'm actually surprised that this artist hasn't come up more so far um and I, I think, know yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I, I almost thought we'd talk about her way more than, than we have. I almost think, I okay. just presumed it would come up a bit more. But obviously it's come up now, so mm -hmm. we're going to talk about it. Um, but this artist, basically just taken the whole entire year by storm. I just don't understand. I, I can't think of any other artist that it should be, um, but it's Olivia Rodriguez. 100%. Um, it's just been her year. It's been in, her in, year. In a year where, as you mentioned in the previous episode, or the first episode of this podcast, the amount of massive albums that came out, Billie Eilish, uh -huh. Kanye, Drake, Adele. Adele, all these artists were just completely usurped out of nowhere by Sour. Some 18-year-old. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's extraordinary. And also, I just like, I, I, she just absolutely killed it. It was extraordinary to see like driver's license come out. Oh no my gosh! One so anything. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about driver's license for a sec. I just I remember because I was working at Polydor at the time, who obviously is Olivia's UK label, and I remember being on the like. Everyone was like confused. I thought like the numbers were broken. Yeah. This new artist had put out their debut track. Obviously, they were a Disney star and whatever. Olivia was a Disney star before. But this new artist had put out their debut track. And in the first, like, couple days, it was the biggest song in the world. I just thought something was broken. I didn't understand how that was possible, you know? I just have... I remember the feeling so well of when Driver's License came out and was popping off. And, you know, for me, my barometer of when an artist is big is when um, my parents know them. Yeah. If like my dad comes up, like is mentioning something to me and they're like, oh, interesting that that's cut through to you. Yeah. And like in the first three days of driver's license being out, my dad was like, have you heard this new girl, Olivia Rodrigo? I was like, <laughs> what? Love that. That is like crazy. Um, yeah, honestly, that is remarkable. Yeah. For your debut track to be at number one for that many weeks, break those kind of records, be the top street, like 
it was like the top stream song for a day in like in a day like mm. it's crazy yeah and just from there it's just been an insane journey also do you, you know when you listen to the song and there's there's the you know, it goes from what is the album cover and then there's a new... Oh, the canvas Spotify, thing. Spotify the canvas thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry. Um, the canvas on Driver's License, just honestly, like, when I when I look at that, it's like a little picture of her. That honestly feels like a million years ago. Uh-huh. And, and to see her now at the end of the year, mm. you know, like, getting invited to you know like award ceremonies and basically she's she's sort of become just one of the biggest celebrities on the planet in a year in a year and to think that how you know obviously yeah as you said she's not a non-entity she she was a massive disney star but Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things she was essentially not i mean nothing for the music industry um it's just incredible what the year she's had um, and she's just gone strength, strength to strength. I don't think anyone expected Deja Vu to be that great. Mm. It was great. I think then no, and no one was like. I think everyone was just waiting for her to trip up, and then she never did, or not waiting for it, just sort of expecting her to trip up. I can, I completely but, agree. You know, I think you know, for I can't imagine the pressure on young such young shoulders must have been when she was putting out Deja Vu. And it didn't go to number one, fine, but it went to, I think, number five in the US chart and stayed there for a long time, was in the top ten for a long time. And I think, I think a lot of, it got a lot of critical credibility that I think Deja Vu was actually the perfect follow-up. I think Because like, so. I, I think if, she, if she'd gone Straight into Deja Vu, good for you. Yeah. Sorry, um, Driver's Licence, good for you. Yeah, I, think, I think it just would have continued the sort of commercial acclaim. 100%. But I don't think she, you know... You, potentially there's an argument she wouldn't get like Rolling Stone album of the year off off the back of that. Especially like when you have like Traitor in the locker. Yeah. Yeah. Traitor feels like a more natural single to me mm. than Deja Vu. But completely fair enough to them for them to release a song like Deja Vu with a with a chorus without like a melody. It's 100%. just this instrumental kind of like outburst yeah which is just so good yeah and it also also i mean we might we'll, we'll talk, talk, we'll about, talk it about it later more later we'll but, yeah. Later. but, but yeah. yeah as an artist just what a debut year <laughs> to have two of the biggest hits of the year in driver's license and good for you her achievements this year are phenomenal and i yeah truly truly hope she absolutely sweeps the grammys next year yeah and two completely different tracks as well I complete, like, it's not like they're the same song yeah, at all Could, yeah. couldn't be more different and yeah, to see Good For You move quicker on a kind of commercial end than they, than Driver's License did was scary I was there like yeah. oh I thought this was the biggest song of all time and here, here's Good For You just as big <laughs> Good For You unbelievable um, yeah amazing so fair play to Olivia Rodrigo the uh, Legend of the Rent Podcasts artist of the year yeah you know well, Harry decision. It's been an amazing episode. <laughs> Sorry to pause there. Um, it's been an amazing episode. I've really enjoyed it. We've had some absolute banging awards. <laughs> we've had some. We've had some absolute turkeys in there. So. <laughs> and uh, it's time for uh, 
the songs and albums. Yeah. So bye. we'll be back soon. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, if you're still with us, then fair play to you. Um, but we'll see you very soon for our top songs and top albums of the year. But until then, I'm Zach Fox. I'm Harry Eubank. And this is the Legend, Legend of the Red Podcast. Podcast.